Hello everyone, we are back for another episode of Spiritual Gifts, and uh, today we have Serena with us, who um, we're going to be talking about the the gift to be healed, and, and her journey in this gift, and, and how it uh, works, and, and how she's experienced it, because everyone experiences the spiritual gifts differently, and so um, keep in mind that, that this is very unique to Serena, and um, it's just a a casual conversation between friends that we can um, learn how each other's gifts work and, and get ideas and insights into uh, how God can can work with us personally. So so thank you, Serena, for uh, giving up some of your time and uh, helping us through this. I'm excited. <laughs> so um, with the, the gift to be healed, I find that it it's probably one of the more um, inconspicuous gifts or the one that we just kind of gloss over. We all want it. Like we all want to be healed. Right. But, um, the, the fact that it is more elusive or we don't know what the requirements are, um, what the, the price tag on this gift might look like, or if it's just freely given. And so, um, today I really want to uh, talk and, and hear your story of how you have sought healing in your own life. So, Walk me through kind of where this all started for you. Um, was there a, a rock bottom type of thing that you hit in order to say, I want to be healed? Or how did that process work for you? So um, since I was 13, I became, I have had and gone through a lot of health experiences, lots of health emergencies. Um, I've had some heart attacks and I'm only 36 right now, but I've had some heart attacks. Um, I was in a car accident and it really messed up my neck and my back. And so I've become like, I can still walk, but there's times that I'm wheelchair bound or I can't really, I'm not very mobile still to this day. And uh, about a couple of years ago, right whenever the worst COVID came out and the world changed, pandemic hit, um, I stayed in my home for several months because I knew I didn't have good immunities, wanted to stay away from it, really didn't want to experience that, um, did everything that they suggested and just really just shut down my family and it really took a toll on us. I mean, you shut down going out into the public and that really takes a toll on you. So um, me and my daughter, she became homeschooled because that's what happened here in West Texas and um, we would just go out and go drive by and anybody who was out in the road, we'd go in and wave hi. Like we needed outside communication, but we stayed away from everybody. Like we had no, no contact with anybody. Okay. Did everything that the doctor said months, months went by. And, um, my husband became switched work and became a frontline worker. Mm -hmm. I'm not for sure if that's what happened, but somehow after all of the time of all the strict at home, I ended up getting COVID and it almost killed me, ended me up in the ICU. I was extremely sick. And um, in Texas, they had just shut down the fact that you, like, you couldn't go to another hospital because there was no area to get you to another hospital. So I ended up getting really sick. I knew I was sick. My mom had gone into the hospital and then I was like, finally, I can like relax and heal. I'll be okay. And I thought I was going to be okay at home. Next thing I know, my health takes a really bad turn and I was dying. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. I go into the hospital and I just remember the doctor coming in and telling me, he's like, 
I'm going to try my best, but are you okay? And approve on the fact if you need to be on a ventilator. And I lost it. I was like, wait a second. No, like I just couldn't believe that I was at that moment. And um, he's like, we're going to try our best, but you're at a very small hospital and you are extremely high risk. And I honestly was terrified. I probably at that point was like, okay, there's no more saving me. Like it's my time. And I have one daughter, husband, you know, love so many people and so many people love me. Honestly, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to have so many people love me. And I re just remember really saying, okay, I've hit rock bottom. So I get COVID and the doctor tells me that. And I probably for the first time in my life experienced the fact that I was like, I can't control this anymore. Cause I, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways I need to be in control of stuff like, okay, you know, if you're going down the road and you're a really good driver, then you probably won't get in an accident. I'm that kind of person. I just watch for anything that possibly can go wrong. And I try to, to do that. And so I handed this over to Heavenly Father for the first time and experienced that, which was probably a gift as well. And I was like, okay, Heavenly Father, I know that you don't want me to live like this anymore. And I've already hit rock bottom. This is sick. So if it's your, your, if it's your will for me to live, help me do that. So I ended up making it through and I went home. Um, a couple months later, it had, COVID had affected my heart and I ended up with a heart attack again. And so this was like my third heart attack and I, they went in, they fixed it and, and I was okay. I made it out of the operation okay. And then, and so this was all right after COVID. It affects my heart, it affects my lungs. And then I thought they had put in a faulty piece into my heart because I couldn't stand up. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what was wrong. And one day I stood up to get to the restroom and I couldn't physically get up on my own. And so my daughter was home because everybody was homebound still. And I had to call her to help me go to the restroom. And I was like, there's something wrong. Like I really felt like something was wrong. So I ended up going back to all these specialists and they did all these tests and they said everything was fine, that I was probably just healing still from COVID. And, but I continued to get sicker and sicker. And at that point, I remember reading my scriptures and just diving in and saying, Heavenly Father, like the scripture says that men are to have joy and I don't feel joy. Like what is joyous about having to have my little girl help me get to something to take care of myself at 36. I was like, what is joyous? Well, I was like 35 at the time. What is joyous about this? I was like, I can be, I'm in bed. I have to like lay down to even read anything. I don't even cook for my family. I'm not taking care of my family. What is joyous about this? And I remember asking him, I was like, tell me, what is this? And I decided I needed to start really praying about this. The first thing that happened was I was started to be guided to a friend of mine who herself, she was teaching herself how to be a healer. And the very first thing was she went down a list of foods that I could eat and I couldn't. And I had to develop a very, very bad and highly sensitive allergy now to gluten and to pork. And um, I remember praying and really just saying, okay, this is going to be guided by God. He told me that I got to have joy and I'm going to have joy. And this is like the first step. And mm -hmm. someone's like, oh, I don't know how you don't eat bread. I don't know how you don't eat just all this candy and stuff. And I was like, you hit rock bottom. And I promise you everything you stick in your mouth after that, you will want to know, is it going to bring you joy or not? Mm -hmm. And I still have a, a far 
try like a far journey to really get to where I maybe don't even crave stuff like that anymore because there is still things that I crave you know still I'm still willing to eat some sugar if I get an opportunity you know but I started being guided to this and as I started healing it was about seven days before I realized that I was really onto something because that's how much of a drastic change this eating no gluten no pork did for me and um it's just been, it has been up and up and up ever since. Like, I feel like that was my rock bottom. That was my why I was looking for joy and peace in my life. And I got it um, started on that. And that's been kind of what has guided me ever since. So it's been, it's been a very interesting journey, but that's, that's pretty much like the, the main gist of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I find that that's a, a pretty common thread with, with most spiritual gifts is that that there is a, a catalyst or a rock bottom that, that really helps pull from within us a, a yearning or a, a pleading with the Lord because um, that's where he can start manifesting his power through and, and to us. Um, in, in those moments of desperation, when the, when we finally realize I can't do this anymore on my own, like I can't, I'm not in control, and and you just give it over to the Lord. I think that that is a huge catalyst for many of the spiritual gifts, and so uh, I, I love uh, that experience of, of yours there. I mean, I don't love that you hit rock bottom, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess we all have to hit some kind of rock bottom, though. Really, especially mm -hmm. for something like this, I think that in order to really have that desire to heal or mm -hmm. have that remembrance of, Hey, Heavenly Father has this out there for you. You do have to hit rock bottom. And it looks different for everybody. You don't have mm -hmm. to be on your deathbed kind of thing. It could just be like, I am tired of and frustrated and this, and this is my done, you know, I'm stuck. I don't have any guidance, whatever it is. But for me, it definitely had to look like that because every time that I am faced with the decision now, like it's super easy for me to know what my decision is easy easy yeah. and I probably wouldn't have ever gotten there had I not had all of that guidance all of that direction and then like we're talking about that that rock bottom you know you have to get there mm -hmm. yeah so let's talk about all of the different ways in which the Lord has helped you through uh, what things has he sent to, to aid you in in this process uh, you mentioned um, this friend of yours that uh, helped heal uh, also when we were talking earlier about um, the gift of dreams and how that process works in the revelation so let's spend a, a few minutes on the 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 good positive things that are coming from the Lord in this this journey, and then we'll we'll turn it on its head and and kind of go for the the negative and and how okay. we can overcome that negative. Okay, so for me personally, um, whenever I first started, I would say the desire He gave me the desire, the want, and I had to have that to start. You know, I mean, you have to hit that rock bottom. You have to say, okay, this is your turning point. So I had a desire then I started having guidance. Like um, for me personally, the way that a lot of my prayers are answered, it comes in a dream and it's kind of like a little experience, a little snippet of something. And usually it's my very own thoughts answering my question, like, hey, why is this going on? And then I answer my question. And mm -hmm. so for me, I kind of had a couple of dreams that guided me. 
um, to what to do. And then I started just noticing these little things. I call them, it's a God thing, you know, like a heavenly father thing. You, you have no explanation how it happened, where, mm-hmm. where it came up, Facebook, stranger walking down the road, whatever it is. I've had a couple of those in my life. And there was definitely a little bit of that. Um, one of the responses from somebody on the Facebook chat is one of the therapies that I'm now involved in. Um, my friend, she was ironically going through training herself to do energy healing. She's been a huge um, part in my in my healing. And then um, through this therapy that I'm going through, I mean, it's kind of like a therapy slash life coach. She has her very own program that I am subscribed to. But what she does is um, she had people that were energy healers and guide, you know, guiding that. And then a part of one of the groups that I met you in is also this other lady. And honestly, I have no idea how the heck I got in contact with her. I know it was on Facebook, randomly, probably something that I participate on. She commented, I asked her a question and she has been, she has been, just an amazing like cheerleader kind of thing and then you don't really think that cheerleaders are important in your life you know it kind of kind of um, one of those things that you know when you're little you're like oh whatever it's just a cheerleader but I will tell you it is super important to have as an adult you don't call it a cheerleader you call it a support system <laughs> in your mm-hmm. support circle and that has been just an amazing thing as I have shifted how I'm thinking as I've shifted um, what I'm doing, who I participate with, where I put myself and my family, I have gotten these, just these different people that are on the same kind of journey as myself, maybe not an emotional healing, but maybe a spiritual awakening kind of thing that they're on. And it's all been guided by God. And I feel like they have come into my life. And in part, because they've been in my life, that is the emotional support I've needed. Because I will tell you, and I can testify to anybody who wants to hear it until I'm blue in the face, you will need a support system. Healing and like the desire is just the very first step, but healing is no joke. The, this journey is, is not, it's not for the faint of heart and you're going to need people to really cheer you on. And I feel like that has been guided by God as well. And I've just been so blessed to really see that, um, happen in my life where I now have all these people who you know they're like oh you can do this and I'm like you don't even know me from get-go and they're like oh no like they can tell you all the good things about you you know you can't even list them and but they can and so um so yeah that's been very guided I think that's been very blessed by Heavenly Father and those are a lot of the a lot of the good things like revelation in dreams the support system that you need, the knowledge, the testimony that you're going to need, um, the guidance in the scriptures. Like sometimes it's something that somebody says just randomly in your life, or you're kind of guided to what you need to find. It, you have to be open to it, but it's going to be there. And so it's been very interesting and just eye-opening to see all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've had very similar experiences and, um, I think that that is a huge one that we <laughs> we often kind of take for granted uh, the the spiritual gift of of cheerleading and and we have some of those cheerleaders in our life that support group and um, because Satan really tries to to 
pull us away from from the rest of the flock from the rest of the herd and try to isolate us but when we can be around like-minded people who are also seeking god then it it just makes it so much easier and bearable um just a side note like i remember my healer friend saying you know as you're as you're healing just be careful if you're you know a mother and like a wife because unexpectedly you can come up pregnant and i remember being like really like i my kid is 12 years old and like i've been told by every doctor i will never have another child and after 12 years <laughs> i have a little one now yeah and it's been it, i mean that's probably the most biggest testimony of my healing is that after 12 years of my body being you know what the doctors consider imperfect or broken or whatever like if god has a purpose for you he's not, there's nothing that can stop it mm-hmm. and so it's just um i'm not completely healed that i still have a ways to go but when i look into my little baby's eyes like i'm like you know heavenly father had a complete different plan than what any doctor can say and i know i i can testify that it was because i became on this journey that the one thing that i you know thought and wanted for a long time 12 years to be exact um was able to happen so mm-hmm. oh, that's amazing turning on on the flip side um you know anytime that that we are seeking god satan's going to be right there trying to to thwart us and uh, deceive us in, in lots of different ways so how have you been able to to navigate that throughout this process uh, in what ways um if it's not too personal have you been um attacked or um you know as as we dive into whether it's energy work or or different kind of um healing from from past traumas etc um satan i find does a a number on us and so what ways have you found to to combat that as you've experienced it and as it's come up and and stay in light as you are going through this healing journey um so i'm gonna kind of list like some of the things that have happened because you have Mm -hmm. to kind of like say that before you can say like how you've handled it but um one of the things that i've noticed is like just the deep down like depression like the negative thoughts you know that has hit um i think bringing out but bringing to light like oh you think you're perfect or oh, you think this, you think that, um, that's come up feeling very, very alone, very secluded. Um, I want to change, but like, why, why, you know, why do you have the desire to change kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Um, so discouragements happened and then, um, influences of like to other people who are in my (laughs) life. Like I just noticed like lots of trials, lots of like, I'm not even kidding in the last couple months, like my washer, my dryer, my hot water heater, um, two air conditioners, my car, all of it has like broken down. Like any kind of burden that you can have kind of seems to like come out. And I'm not saying that Satan has all this power like over everything that happens in our life, but I think maybe it's just like life's instances. But with that comes like, oh my goodness, what am I doing wrong? You know, like why all of a sudden am I 
going through all this, you know, oh, it's because you're doing something wrong. Are you sure you're being faithful? Like all of that comes out. And then I think also Satan influences others, maybe others um, actions to of course get you down and, and like distract you from what your goals are. So I've experienced a lot of that. I've, ex- I've felt a lot of like negativity in, in ways that I had never in my entire life felt ever. And now all of a sudden I felt that. And so um, when I started kind of having my eyes open to the fact that, hey, Satan is going to attack you. Satan wants to win you over. He wants to win your family. He wants to win your family unit, your kids. He wants to win you. Like he wants to get to you. When I started noticing that I had to become aware of that because honestly, in my 36 years, I had never experienced that, not on this level. So Mm -hmm. then I started saying, well, what is the opposite of that? And part of my support system went back to talking to people who have positive, positive, positivity in their life, but also realizing, which through experience, I've realized you don't talk to just anybody about your problems. Like you have to go to somebody who is not stuck in a negative mindset because then they're just going to bring you more down. Guess what? Satan's going to attack you. That's how it is. Let's go ahead and continue being you know, Deborah Downer or whatever. And so um, going to the right support system, that has been huge. Um, Scriptures, I've done scriptures. And then I've also done just like on play, general conference talks, like that, those voices across the board, they bring you peace. They're just their voice, the tone of their voice. But I did also experience at one time when I was really trying to find like, this peace and this calm and like, Hey, certainly you can't do it all. Like right now you're healing. You just had a baby. You, you know, you're going through this. And so I had general conference on replay and some of the talks were like, Oh no, like you're supposed to be doing this and you're supposed to be doing that. And my brain and my thoughts went negative right away. Mm. Um, next thing I know, I'm like, well, why aren't you handling all these things? Why aren't you doing more? You're supposed to serve. You're supposed to this, you're supposed to that. And again, my brain went in the wrong direction. And so then I reached out to somebody. I was like, I just don't feel positive. I'm not feeling uplifting right now, but it's supposed to be uplifting, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was reminded and was able to put my brain somewhere else and, and was able to be calm and calmed down, I guess you could say, um, that you can't do it all at every moment of your life. And they kind of helped me to see right now, your your calling, your job, or however you want to put that title on you right now, it's to stay focused on what is going on in your life. And there'll be a time when after you're healed or when you're better, and this is not a trial that you're facing, there'll be a time when serving and doing that is appropriate. And so I think having that support system, scriptures, and then through my support system and through some of the counseling that I have had, one of the best things that has worked for me is called the book of proof. Everything positive that you do, you write down in there and you write down these experiences so that when your brain goes to that negative spot, you have something to go back to and really read and say, Hey, I made it through this. Like that was a hellish moment. Like I was going through hell 
and look, I made it back already. And so I have it in me to make it again, or I have the knowledge. Look at that experience. You made it look how amazing this is. This was a good experience. Look what this person said, like you write down positive comments that people tell you, you write down um, these triumphant moments, these moments where you have overcome, overcome these weaknesses, you write it down so that when you're in your, your moments back down at the bottom again, you have something to turn to and read. And that's probably been one of my biggest things because our brain wants proof of anything, whether it's to be right for this or whether it's to be right for the other, our brain wants proof. And so as I've learned that and writing those things down, that's been huge for me because I can go back and say, you know, I really am so grateful for this one friend. And this friend said this about me and I had this experience and this is a triumphant moment. And so that's been huge to be able to have that. And I think all of those things have helped me to handle when Satan is attacking me. And that has been very real. That's been something that is huge with this whole journey. It's been pretty powerful, the stuff that has happened in the negative connotation, but because it's been so negative, you can say it's been so positive as well, you know, mm-hmm. it's been pretty big. So, yeah, I love that because it, it does seem like it's equal, but opposite that uh, the, the forces of, of good and evil in our lives as we are striving for more than Satan's on, on the attack and, and sometimes when we're at that that breaking point, the rock bottom, then then that's where the light can really flood in. But, the, but there's an, always a a good and evil aspect, and and they're always they seem to be on on par. <laughs> it's nothing yeah. that we can escape. Um, sometimes I, I find, at least in in my journey and uh, with others that I've talked to, that uh, sometimes we look at spiritual gifts as if um their graduations and and further um uh further out of satan's grasp when i i find that uh, nothing could be further from the truth because they're given to us to help us in our battles with the adversary and um to help us distinguish good and evil and to to hear him you know like president nelson has has admonished us to um to to gain that ability um and so through these processes i find that that's how um we are being led and uh, tutored in in that way so um this is kind of a, a devil's advocate question but um yeah. would you trade all of this journey that you've been on for a quick fix of just just heal me and i'll take up my bed and walk kind of a thing um because some of us <laughs> desperately want that right but I don't know. Would would you trade all of it in for for a, a, a all encompassing healing, or do you find that there has been joy in the journey? Looking back, wow, that's probably one of the <laughs> hardest questions. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> wow, I I don't think I've ever thought of it that way, mm-hmm. except for. In, in in some ways I have, okay? So I'm gonna tell a story just because it's it's funny and I think it'll put things into perspective. But my daughter who's 12 now, when she was younger, a couple of years back, my husband was in a really pretty serious accident and he chopped off part of his hand and he's a carpenter. And so he uses his hands and it was huge. It was huge for our family. And we were just freaking out and just all together. And 
So here I have my little daughter who falls apart. She's like seven or eight. And she's like, mom, I didn't want this for my dad. And I didn't know what to say. I really was just kind of like, she's like, I don't want this. I want Heavenly Father to take it away and hand it to somebody else. This isn't fair. And as I was thinking about it, like I really didn't know how to handle this. And then I was just kind of guided. It just kind of came out. But I said, well, let's go ahead and go down the list of everybody we know. And we're going to decide who to hand this over to because somebody has to experience this. And she goes, what? And I said, do you want your, your aunt to have this? And so we went down all her tias, all her aunts, all her uncles, all her cousins, my mom, me, her. Like we just went through everybody that was in our close family and she just stops and she's like, no, like that's not fair. I don't want them to deal with you. I, I didn't want that for them. And I said, well, do you want to give it to your best friend? Like, do you think they could handle it? And she's like, nope, mm -mm, that's not going to work. And I said, well, it already happened. And Heavenly Father's going to, to bless us to handle this. So if it already happened and we're already handling it, how about we just, we just stay with it and, and we're going to handle it as a family and we're going to pray a lot to Heavenly Father because he's going to help us through this trial. And so just in her innocence, she's like, okay, I think that'll be okay. And so then we really started just focusing on the, the better part of it, like what the blessings were. And um, anytime that I really think of a, a big, huge trial, I kind of think like, well, if I have to give this to somebody else, that's hard. You know, it's like, no, I'll go ahead and handle it. But even though I do, like I'm waiting for this complete healing, I am trusting in Heavenly Father that that's part of my journey is that I will eventually get to that. I don't know that I don't think I would be the person that I am and I wouldn't have the friends that I have and I wouldn't have been able to change and it'd be such a huge thing because if somebody just handed it to me, then it would be like, it wouldn't have the same meaning anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would want it, you know, like if I was given that choice, goodness I that would be really tempting <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. wait for it but I've also already done such hard work and I've experienced so much that if I were to erase that then probably not but if I could say right now you're going to give me that complete healing and I don't have to go through anything else anymore in that then I'd be probably be like yeah it's okay I can do that <laughs> yeah. but there has been so many blessings and and I'm at a spirituality now and a knowledge now that I didn't get just because someone handed it to me. I got it because I had to work really hard for it. Mm -hmm. And so in that aspect, really, I guess I probably wouldn't, you know, I, I would say, no, I don't want to take that away. Cause then I'd be really naive at that point. I was before, you know, mm -hmm. and I've been so blessed to be so guided and, and meet so many wonderful people and have so much knowledge. And it's come from, it really has come from all of the, all the bad that I've had to go through. I mean, there has definitely been, definitely been lots of blessings because of it and, and spiritual gifts. I mean, I think back to that, if I, did, if I wasn't on this journey, this healing journey, then I wouldn't have, and I, I wouldn't be who I am and I wouldn't have the, what I have because of it, you know? So, mm -hmm. So that's a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard question, but uh, that's beautiful. I love that. 
So um, we were also talking about the the ripple effect. And so I would just kind of like to uh, end on, on that note of what have you seen as the effects from this healing journey that you've been on? How have you noticed that it has rippled out to others? And uh, why do you think that is with, with our spiritual gifts? Um, so, you know, this, like this healing path that I've been on until today, whenever you really pointed out, like being open to being able to be healed is an actual spiritual gift. I hadn't really thought of it in that light. And so it kind of puts a different perspective on things, but I know that I started my healing journey. And one of the things that I want is for my future generations to be different. Like I do not want my daughter and my son to go through what I had to experience, no matter what, like I would give my life in exchange for that, you know? And so, um, as I've been on this healing journey, I'm like, okay, so if I am changing and that can do all this, then it's worth it, you know? And that's what I have noticed is that, um, is that that's exactly what I am doing. Like my husband, he's an amazing person. And I thought he was pretty spiritual before, but as I have changed at first, there was a lot of contention. Like I noticed Satan kind of attacking that because of course he doesn't want you to be successful in this. But um, I just noticed that as I've changed, all of a sudden he's like, oh, we can talk more about that. Or, oh, we can be more open to change or we can do this. I can be more upfront about things I've struggled with or, you know, that kind of thing. And so it has strengthened our marriage but I haven't really done anything special and I haven't been like, Hey husband, you need to change. Like that hasn't been at all. It's just been me changing. That's it. Like me being, me being healed, me working on how I eat differently or me working on what my habits are. How can I be more healthy? How can I be more spiritual? How can I be more on top of things? That's all it is, is me and concentrating on me. And yet my daughter changes her habits. And now I have a little boy, which I probably wouldn't have had had I not been on this healing journey. So now we have a different household size. Then my husband changes. like, And then I have my mom in my life. And she started changing how she was talking and what she was working on. And, and then my sister. And it's just kind of interesting how like nobody's trying to change anybody. Like I am not up for changing other people. But yet that's happening Um naturally you know and so it's just interesting and then like the friendships that you're around like the people that you seek out are different and and my friends are like hey I noticed the difference about you and so um it's just interesting how just you changing and concentrating on you does so much and I know that like for my healing friend she was training herself and she kind of needed somebody to work with and I'm like, hey, I'm up for it because I will tell you, you're the answer to my prayers. So I know that you're the person that I need to go to, you know? And so it's been interesting because she has been training herself. And so again, she's working on herself, but her ripple effect is on me. And so she's now helping me heal. And then me trying to kind of help her and help, you know, her broaden her horizons. And so it's just been interesting how really it does connect us so much. And then and, and it really does have this ripple effect. And I know that if I can change just me, 
I change my daughter and how, who maybe who she chooses to marry, how she chooses to um, have different habits. And so my brand new little baby, like I can already see such a difference in whenever I had a little one that was a little girl and 12 years later, I see such a difference in how my parenting style. And I'm like, what the heck is so different? I loved my daughter just as much as I love my son, but what is so different? Well, life has kind of shook us a little bit, you know, like mm-hmm. you wait 12 years, you don't think you're going to have a baby <laughs> and you wanted that with your whole heart. And then you have it. Things are different the second time around and your family, like you look back, you see things that you had to go through. Your parents did the best that they could with what the knowledge they had, but you don't want to repeat that. And so just by me changing how I am and healing myself, I'm changing a whole generation because my kids are a new generation. My husband and who he's around, he influences all these people because he changes. So it's just amazing how just our individual decisions, how much we have to offer the world, you know? And then by being healed, like, what are your passions? Who do you now reach out to in the community? What energy do you have to share with others or what gifts do you have to share with others that maybe you didn't have before because you were so sick like that's kind of what I've seen for myself as I've healed I've been able to do things in the community and get to know different people and share my passions with other people and all of a sudden I'm like I would have never been able to do that two years ago now that I've changed and that I have done this it's amazing, like the people that you know in the community and the things that you get to do. And you're just by one person's decisions, you're making all this change. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, it's really powerful. And, you know, even though like I've been on it, like just speaking about it and sharing with you and, and seeing it in this light, it's kind of just powerful all over again, you know, like mm-hmm. that's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. It's amazing. the The world that we live in right now is is so far from from healing and and accepting that that healing in uh, our lives. But I love what you pointed out there that as we accept the gift of being healed, because I mean it takes work. It's not just an acceptance like okay, it's it's a present that I yeah. need to unwrap now. But um, that it actually takes work. And once we do make that conscious choice to accept it, then that ripple effect can start healing others and, and, and helping us build Zion in lots of different ways within our own families, within our communities, etc. And that um, that's how we do heal the world. That's how we, uh, one small part of, of building the, the Zion that is necessary for, for Christ to come again. Uh, that, that just hit me in a new light as you were testifying there of, of this gift and, and how helps others as well but yeah any final thoughts or or anything that that comes to mind um with this gift or uh, spiritual gifts in in general before we head out um i just want to thank you for like opening my eyes to actually seeing that this is like this is a gift and i mean i looked at it as a gift of of regaining my life but I didn't really look at it as it actually being like a spiritual gift because when you're at that rock bottom or when you just have continually had that you're you're searching for something but you don't really know what it is and um I don't know like as I've learned and I'm growing in my knowledge of 
just life in general and spirituality and 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 the power that we each have like we're so powerful heavenly father gave us that here and i think that um and it's one of the things that i struggle with but like knowing our self-worth and knowing like heavenly father doesn't want us to be stuck at rock bottom and he doesn't want us to go throughout life like not having this joy and that comes in a lot of different ways you know like for me um it was learning to forgive and and still i'm still working on it really but learning to forgive people's actions when they're really not sorry you know it's 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 not just like for me it's not just like a healing health wise you know like a lot of that is health wise but i had so much trauma in my childhood that really i think that that breaks down your body and there's all this literature and all these studies that show that our body holds on to all of this and when sometimes when we feel like we've forgiven and we've moved on we really haven't we've just tucked it away but our body doesn't forget that and so i think it's super important like to kind of open up your horizons and understand that um a healing journey looks different for each person but um if we're willing to accept that gift just how powerful it is and again it's not like like I'm healing myself and working on myself but truly how much more impact can I have or how much impact am I going to have and how much is my story going to have on other people just because I'm working on this. And so like a spiritual gift isn't just for ourselves. It's like for others. And we don't have to like go around like campaigning that. It just happens naturally. Like I like to remember that just by being us, Heavenly Father gave us this worth that just by being us and not really going out and doing much. It's not really like going out and changing the world. Like we're changing the world in such a minute uh, the, and the scale of the whole world right it's so small but yet it's so big because really our decisions and how we live our life and how we're just us like truly you're just yourself and you're just living your genuine life how much of an effect it has on other people and that's been that's been huge to really kind of like set in that and realize that we, that's how much worth we have like it's hard and sometimes it's like out there you know it's like way out there like we don't even know how to accept that but it's it's huge once we come into that and we're like okay heavenly father gave us this value and it's not something you have to do like christ already already atoned for all of our weaknesses and everything like we don't have to do anything to prove our worth our worth is there and so that's that's part of lear of that that journey it really is just <laughs> learning that and then being able to sit in it and be still and to be able to understand because that is when heavenly father speaks to us and that's when we hear christ and that's when we realize just how just how amazing all of this is you know and, and that we really can have this pure joy and how amazing like life is when i guess whenever you really deal with some really hardcore health problems it you realize just how precious life is but how amazing it can be it doesn't have to be this like oh whatever just go down the road whatever you know this just boring life it doesn't have to be like that I, you really can't understand the power of of what we're meant to do here mm -hmm. i love that yeah just kind of uh, tying right back into your original thing men are that they might have joy and and it's totally within our reach and, and possible and uh it's amazing how the, these spiritual gifts um 
lead us and and train us in in that so yeah thank you so much for a wonderful conversation i hope to keep in touch and uh, but uh, so many great insights so for those listening um uh, we are uh, just having chats uh, about the spiritual gifts and and the ways that we are learning them territory for christ's second coming uh, i think it's just there's just this huge enlightenment it, it feels like uh, rippling out over uh, god's children to to develop their spiritual gifts to awaken to them and the urgency behind them so um, if you've enjoyed this this uh, podcast and, and want to participate or know someone else who who might as well, um, uh, send them my information and, and I'd love to have a conversation. Um, and as always, thanks for, for listening. We'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.